Welcome to the EQ Minds Recharge Your Mental Health podcast. I'm Chelsea Pottinger, the host of this show and founder of EQ Minds, where we empower you to take care of your mental health and well-being. Today, I am joined by Jahin Tanva. Jahin is the CEO of the Australian School of Entrepreneurship, award-winning keynote and three-times TEDx speaker. Jahin was named as the 40 under 40 most influential Asian Australians in 2022 at the age of 21. In today's episode, we delve into the inspiring journey of Jahin as a CEO. We explore the mental health challenges he's faced while striving for high performance, his strategies for managing a team of 43, and his advice for young entrepreneurs. Jahin shares his anecdotes about overcoming hurdles related to credibility and managing expectations. As this is a mental health podcast, Jahin also reveals his daily practices for maintaining mental well-being. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Let's get started. I am so unbelievably excited, to be honest, to be speaking to Jahin Tanvir on this podcast this morning. Welcome to the EQ Minds podcast show today, Jahin. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited. So I wanted people to really get a under the hood of who Jahin is and your, your story, because I think it's a remarkable one. Yeah, absolutely. So um, my story, basically, I was born in Bangladesh, um, moved to Australia in 2003 as, as a little infant, uh, grew up here, had a very typical migrant story of, you know, discrimination, racism, something that a lot of um, young people of color go through. And so I was a very quiet kid growing up, but I wasn't happy with that. I was like, I want to be more influential. My goals in life is very, is very loud, is very, you know, um, change-making-esque, as they call it. So that's what I wanted to be, but I was very quiet. So when I graduated high school, my academic background's in optometry, which when people hear that, they're just like, what, why? To be honest, I don't even know why I chose that. It felt like a very safe option, but as you can probably tell, I didn't enjoy it at all. And so um, fast forward a couple of years last year, I started my first ever business all around public speaking education. So teaching young people how to speak clearly, how to get jobs, how to be a good employee, how to be a young entrepreneur. So I did that for about six months. And then that company out of nowhere got acquired by the AAC group. Uh, and then they appointed me as a new CEO of the Australian School of Entrepreneurship, teaching about 180,000 Australians all across Australia, all around life skills. So still public speaking, but also financial literacy, how to start your own business and all that good stuff. So life's been a bit of a whirlwind um, in the last couple of years, but I've enjoyed every single moment of it. <laughs> Oh, bravo, my friend. It is a huge achievement of what you've done as a 22-year-old CEO. I would love to know what are some of the mental health challenges that you faced, right, while striving for this high performance? Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest challenge I've had um, was obviously when I first became CEO, I was 21 last year. And so my mentality there was, I've got a huge question mark on my forehead. I don't know if people are going to take me seriously. This is my first full-time job. This is also my first time being a manager. How do I lead a team? How do I lead meetings? So I think that was my biggest hurdle. And in the sense that I was operating from a place of anxiety where I was just like, I need to get this right. Do people enjoy what I'm saying? So that was my biggest hurdle, just being in my head, having that, that sort of self-doubt reaffirm every decision. And so I think over the last few months, especially now I'm approaching about my one-year anniversary at the ASE, I've moved away from operating from a place of anxiety to moving towards a place of strength where I'm like, 
I know my strengths. I know what I'm good at. I know why I'm here. Let me double down on that. Still improve on the things I need to improve on, but double down on the things that are working so that my young workforce, my young employees, my young team can understand that even for them, they don't have to have everything figured out. But as long as they operate with their strengths rather than anxiety and what can go wrong, that's the biggest shift that's happened for me. Yeah, that's that's fantastic. So how have you navigated that the dynamics of managing the team of of 40 plus individuals at such a young age? Like, have you found any strategies that are most effective for gaining, I guess, gaining their respect and trust? Yeah, absolutely. I think to be completely honest with you, I, I, if I reflect on my time uh, at AAC, my response would be, I, I think I'm a really good external CEO in the sense of branding, sales, commercialization. But when it comes internally and people and staff members, that was something that I, you know, realized was a massive learning curve. It doesn't come naturally to me to, you know, build a team and be, build team culture. And so how I've been able to navigate that have been in two elements. So number one, delegating to people who are good at those things. So for example, we've got exceptional people at ASC who are great with social events or organizing um, Friday, Friday team meetings. So instead of me going out of my way and being like, I want to do this my way, actually amplifying the people that are really good at people and social events and bringing people together and allowing the culture to be built there. I think that's been a really sort of big reliever for me. And number two, I think a lot of people don't talk about this, but I think building credibility and trust, especially with a young workforce. Yes, you can have the day-to-day interactions as you do in the company, but also what do you do outside of work? I think that plays a massive role because especially with young employees, they look at values, they look at, you know, what is someone's personality? And so I think having an organized life outside of work where things are posted on social media, whether I'm advocating after hours on TV for the work that we do or doing keynotes and all of these things, showcasing that side of my my life in a way that our team can be like, oh, he genuinely cares about the ASC, not from a nine to five capacity, but also afterwards. So I think that's been really cool as well, showing that external side and what Shaheen is outside of work and building that trust from there. It's so important. Yeah, that's 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 an awesome example. How about any uh, anecdotes, I suppose, from your journey as a young CEO, where you've had to overcome challenges related to be to being taken seriously or managing the expectations of others? For sure. I mean, I think I think my favorite anecdote, um, and it's it always makes me laugh a little bit. It's, it's always like when I first go to the events or you know at a conference, and there's a bunch of you know really established people and corporate individuals. And I'm there maybe speaking on a panel or talking about youth employment or Gen Z employment, always being uh, recognized or sort of touted as the intern or the PA or the EA. That's sort of like, at the beginning, I was just like, oh my God, I, I don't belong here. They, they they expect me to get the coffee when I'm like, no, I'm actually speaking up to this person. And that re- was really quite amusing to me. Um, and, and I did see it as a challenge where I was just like, oh, they'll never take me seriously because of my, of my age. But now, like 10 months afterwards, I think I've just owned it where I'm just like, you know what? They can mistake me for an intern, but I'm still going to go on stage afterwards and say my bit and contribute the way I want to. And it's definitely changed in the last few months. Obviously, Q&A and all of these you know, media gigs have really allowed me to sort of come to my own so, sort of skin and become the gen z ceo as they as they like to dub it um as well as i can be but i think that was my initial hurdle of going into rooms where i'm just like so excited and got so much energy and they're just like oh are you you the intern or are you here to do something else i'm like no i'm actually here to speak and 
I think seeing my age as as a, as a as a strength rather than a barrier has really been a you know differentiator in the last couple of months. Yeah, it's a beautiful mindset shift, isn't it? Like stepping into that power, owning what that is, and I think that's that's brilliant because I know that there'd be people on this audience in our beautiful community here who are looking right to become an entrepreneur or a founder of a business. What what advice would you give to other young young entrepreneurs who are facing similar hurdles and trying to establish themselves as as leaders in their in their fields? Yeah, absolutely. I think the best piece of advice I can give, and this is something that I've been reflecting on quite a bit in the last couple of months, is lean into the fear. I think when you take that leap of faith into becoming an entrepreneur, starting your own business, there's always that anxiety. There's always that self-doubt. There's always that feeling of, am I doing enough? Am I being capable? But that feeling never goes away. You know, it doesn't matter how many times you're on TV or how much investment you raise, that feeling will always be there. And if you're always like afraid of it and hiding away from it, you will see that other aspects of your life are being impacted where you go to a birthday party or you're hanging out with your family and friends and you're still stressed out. You're anxious. You're like, I'm still thinking about work. But if you lean into it and be like, this is the lifestyle that I'm choosing. I have full control to do anything else I want to do, but I'm deciding to be an entrepreneur. I'm deciding to take this leap of faith. That's your choice. And if you lean into it and be like, this is the choice that I'm making. I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to learn. I'm not going to have too many expectations. Let's see what happens. And similar to a conversation that I had with you, Chelsea, about what's the worst thing that can happen, but on the other side, what's the best thing that can happen? And I think entrepreneurship is, if not one of the most rewarding careers, experiences anybody can ever go through. It's stressful, it's hard, but if you lean into it, it is so much fun. (laughs) It's so true. It's like your little baby, isn't it? And you're just so... Just like this unwavering belief that you have in what you're doing and also knowing that everyone feels this un, like this doubt or feeling like an imposter or that's just such a natural human being state where everyone kind of feels like that. So I feel like just hearing me and you both say that, what the awareness is really important too. You feel less alone. Three, it's not like you're being singled out where there's this sense of perfectionism of like I'm the only one that feels like an imposter it's not the case, right? Everyone feels like that. But as you mentioned, it's just leaning into it and doing it anyway. And so I think that's brilliant. Now, Jahin, given that this is a mental health podcast, I would love to know what are the three ways that you take care of your mental health every single day? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, three ways that I take care of my mental health every single day. Number one, and this is a habit that came out of lockdown, the misery of lockdown is going for walks every single day. Now, whenever I mention that, I feel like a grandma um, going for walks. But truly, I do this almost religiously where if I'm having an average or all right day, I'll go for walks, let's say, twice a day for not more than half an hour to 45 minutes. If I'm having an incredibly stressful day, I'll go for walks maybe three to four times a day. But the sort of clarity it gives me is incredible. Just listening to music sometimes as well and not thinking about the world, but just music and the walk. Fantastic. Highly recommend. Number two for me um, is definitely movement. And that includes going to the gym. That includes, you know, having a very high intense workout. But I've realized for me, my physical health directly correlates with my mental health. And so as much movement as I can do on a day-to-day basis um, has been incredible. And number three, I think for me, what I do to take care of my mental health is organization. I'm an organizational freak. I live on my calendar. And when people see my calendar, they feel like they're going to have a heart attack. They're just like, does this not feel like it's suffocating you? You've got so many things back to back. 
But for me, for me, that's liberation because on my calendar, I've got lunch, I've got text people back, call mum, you know, gym. I've got meetings, don't get me wrong, I'm still productive, but I've got my lifestyle there as well. And so that allows me to be like, okay, I'm still getting stuff done because I can see there are things on my calendar, but also I am organized in that way. And so I think that gives me a lot of clarity, but also a lot of fulfillment after a very, very long day. So those are my three tips that has helped me a lot in the last um, couple of years. That's brilliant. Because as they say, right, if it's not in the calendar, it doesn't get done. Exactly. <laughs> so I love that. I love that. Jahin Tanvir, you are just a force of nature and such a good human being. I'd love my audience to know where to find you. Where can we point them to? And I'll put it in the show notes as well today. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a bit of a LinkedIn fanatic. So anybody who wants to connect on LinkedIn would love to Instagram. Um, I've got a website. So if anybody wants to grab a coffee or anything, jahintanvi.com. But other than that, yeah, just always very keen to have a chat and try to be more of a people's person, as they call it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for your time today. I've really loved this chat. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. This podcast and the information contained therein is made available for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide medical advice. This information should not be used as a substitute for competent medical advice from a licensed specialist, doctor or psychologist. Thank you.